Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Down one business bro, but I got an exciting show for you today. I have Mr. Alex from realgrader.com. He's going to tell us about all kinds of cool stuff technology-wise. That stuff tickles my fancy. I love to hear about how we're making things easier for agents to better themselves, to get more business. So Alex, welcome to the program, my man. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Awesome, dude. So tell me a little bit about your background before we get into Real Grader. Where'd you come from? Uh, Where'd you get your start? So I grew up on Long Island, New York, and my mom is a retired realtor. So she's actually the one that got me into the business. And uh, she, you know, she, she's classic story, American story, like came over from Romania with nothing. Her house was taken from while she was in communist Romania. So she literally showed up in America with $2 given to her by uh, somebody that supported her to get here. And she worked in a factory. She saved up enough money to purchase a property. She rented out the property and she started, you know, started her real estate career. And fortunately that property created enough wealth for her, for her to retire down in Florida. And um, back in 1999, when I got home from college, she was struggling with the internet, with technology. She couldn't get the listing into the MLS. She really did not know how to use computers. And so I started helping her with her technology, started helping her with her marketing. And that led to her getting a pretty big deal, commercial deal that paid the mortgage for a year and a half. Nice. I could see like how I can help my mom with the technology side of the business. And that led to helping her friends, which led to helping her broker. And one day I'm sitting there putting in a listing. I'm like home from college, putting in a listing into the MLS for her. And I see this thing that says, now the data is available for, for websites. Like you can literally take the whole MLS database and put it on a website. Like the so IDX. IDX, yeah. So back in 2000, we, you know, it was 2001, we started um, doing IDX feeds and we were one of the first companies on Long Island to do websites for real estate. Nice. So you never, did you actually ever get your license or just stayed in the technology realm? I did. So when my mom said, go get your license, help me out. I went and got my license out in Queens, New York. And, uh, and I just saw that I enjoyed the technology side more than I enjoyed the other side of the business. I let my mom do that. And I was more focused on the tech and, and then me and my partner built a technology to automatically update websites. I used to literally go to brokers houses and HTML listings into their sites <laughs> and take like an hour to three hours to get one listing on a website. Dude, it's, it's come a long way, huh? Now, if it's not on Zillow in five minutes, we're like screaming at somebody. 
So, I mean, there, there's got to be a, a, a little upside to be able to go from the technology, I mean, from the real estate side to the technology side. There's, there, obviously, they did a lot of wonderful things for your mom's particular business. When did you decide that, you know what, if this really worked well for my mom, um, maybe I should scale? You kind of mentioned a little bit about, you know, working with, with a partner. Tell me a little bit about that transition. When did you decide that, you know what, this works here really well. Let's do it, to, let's do it with other people. Yeah, so I literally would go to brokers' houses and update their website, like in their living room or their bedroom, wherever their computer was. And then I realized, wow, we can automate this whole process. So we did it for a client out in Fire Island, fireislandrealestate.com. And then we started doing it for other brokers. And then we said, wow, we can do this, like start scaling it. So we built an office right out of my mom's garage. And I was literally inviting brokers over into our driveway and they're like, this is your office. I'm like, yeah, in the garage, come on, let's go. And we would, you know, we would set them up with beautiful websites and get them going with automated feeds. And then uh, it kind of grew into different life cycles of that business. But yeah, that's where so it got started. Tell me about those life cycles. I mean, I'm always fascinated with the development of businesses, right? Because you, I'm, I'm a big proponent of startups. That's like my favorite part, right? I got this idea and like, oh damn, like I can't get it out of my head. Every time I go to sleep, I'm thinking about it. When I wake up, I'm thinking about it. Like it's always there, right? And then I start to implement some pieces together and I'm ready to launch. I launch it and you know, things don't go right. I need to modify and adjust. Like that's my favorite part of the business. So walk me through about, you know, some of what you were doing there when you first got started. I mean, it, things like walking through your garage, those are cool stuff. Those are cool things. Yeah. I remember bringing like this, you know, this broker showed up in his, in his escalator or something. And he's just like, really, this is your office? And we took him into the garage office and I, you know, and, and we, uh, we showed him our solution that we built from scratch. Like it was our own custom built dashboard that allowed you to add listings. It was kind of like an MLS, but for websites. And we actually called it the realtor solution until we got a letter from realtor.com that said, no, I can't yeah, do that. Realtor. <laughs> and then we became the e-realty solution. And then eventually over the years, we, because of social media, we became e-realty media to, to cover kind of everything. But yeah, we started just building websites for brokerages and learning what their needs were, you know, from private listings to IDX listings to, how they wanted the listing sorted on their website. And we catered to Long Island real estate offices. And we did that for years and years and years until, you know, till like 2000, what was it, 2007 or so, when a lot of offices uh, went under uh, with the market. So at that point, um, we moved into another business for a little while, a tourist marketing agency that kind of took off while, while we were kind of sorting out what was going on with the Realty Media. And then, uh, and then listing syndication happened. So that was like a big deal for us. Like as entrepreneurs, we said all these realtors want their listings syndicated. So we built a company called Submit Your Listings. And we were featured at Inman. We were on a panel with like VFlyer and uh, who else was it at the time? I think like HubSpot, not HubSpot, sorry, um, ListHub. So ListHub, VFlyer, and Submit Your Listings. I was on a panel at Inman in, in New York City, and, uh, and we just couldn't keep up with the demand, honestly. Like, we had to fold that business because other people were doing it with the freemium model. We had to charge, and we, we, had, we had huge companies calling us, like Coldwell Banker, Better Homes and Gardens, like 
getting crazy phone calls out of our garage again. <laughs> you oh, move from gosh. one garage to another? <laughs> I mean, at this point, we were just about to get office space in Port Washington, New York. And, um, and we really couldn't keep up with that business. It was just growing too fast for us. We weren't ready for it. And we just been, you know, talking to our clients over the years and understanding more and more about what they need and going into real estate offices, understanding what the agents need, what the brokers need. And that, that's what led to our latest venture, which is really doing well and taking off, which is real greater. Tell me a little bit about real greater. I mean, what are the things that you've learned when you went and see these real estate offices, when you met with these agents, what is it that they're, that they're looking for? So what we noticed is that they're overwhelmed and they don't always get all the pieces that are out there. So like technology wise, they're overwhelmed. There's just so many new things that show up on the market. You know, obviously they got hit with Zillow. They got hit with realtor.com. They get hit with homes.com. There's all these different portals. Then there's Google. Does everybody know that they need to have a Google business page? And what should that look like? And then there's Facebook. I mean, we even built a company in between called Get Social Branding, where we were building like their whole social media presence, like branded cover images, whatever the case may be. But um, what we notice is that they need help, right? Like they want to do the bit, like my mom, she wants to focus on the business of real estate. She doesn't want to learn Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. we just going in and helping them and like coaching them. Then we started providing one-on-one coaching and then group coaching. And what we needed was a solution that would give us a holistic picture of where is this realtor on the web. So RealGrader became the tool to measure how they show up online on all of their online reputation sites, which would be like Google Business, Zillow, Homes.com, Realtor.com. And then all their social media sites like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. So I'm assuming the the first couple sites, the Zillows and the and the LinkedIn's, or I mean in the uh, the Realtor.coms, those are anywhere where you can get a rating, right? Where somebody's going to come in and say this is a four star person, this you know service was awesome, or the service sucked, whatever the the commentary is. That's what real graders grading on those. And then I'm assuming, and you can you know, clarify this in a little bit, I'm assuming on the Facebook, the Instagrams, and the LinkedIn's, those are your social media content. How often are you posting? What kind of exposure are you getting? What's your reach? Yeah. So, and there could be some combination of that. Like LinkedIn has endorsements, Facebook has reviews, but then yeah, Zillow, Homes, Realtor, and Google all have reviews also. So what we notice is like people Google stuff. Oh yeah. Like just so easy. Like if I want to check, you probably checked me out on Google. I checked you out on Google and like realtors are checking each other out on Google and, and we're Googling our customers and our customers are Googling us. So what's that customer journey like? Like if I have an amazing reputation in the community as a realtor, that's awesome. But then does your online reputation match up to your real life reputation? What we find and we've Googled 10,000 agents plus is the average grade is a 30. We see top producers who have zero, you know, on Zillow, it says zero sales in the last 12 months, even though they sold like 20 deals that year or on Google business, it says zero reviews. And like, I don't know about you, but I don't go to a restaurant that has zero reviews. You go to the one that has the longest line, right? The one that has most people talking about it. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's, that's kind of a tough thing. You, You might be crushing it, but it could be a generational thing, right? You might have an agent who's been in the business for 25 years, sells over a hundred homes a year, or has a team that sells over 400 homes a year. But you know what? They don't 
go on social media. They actually pick up the phone and call you. You know what I mean? I'm, I've never been about that life. I still remember my friend's phone numbers. I, you know, I use a rotary phone or a corded phone or whatever you want to go back. That's not my thing. But what do you, what, how are you speaking to these, to these people to tell them like, this is where the world is at, not where the world is going. This is where the world is at. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to, to get them to understand that, you know, I, I call it digital handshaking, right? Anytime I send a DM, anytime I send, you know, something personal, something video, something that's me, it's just the prospecting tool for me right now. And it's hard for me to get that across to some people who don't want to, uh, who still see social media as kind of like, that's what the kids do. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. I think, I mean, the way we address it is we start with, do you Google your customers? And like most of the people in a real estate office, we do presentations at real estate offices. Most people will raise their hand. Yeah, I Google my customers. Great. So then you can understand that they're going to Google you. So when they Google you, what are they going to find? Now, the first thing they should find is your Google business page. Like that should be like your photo, your reviews, your literally your business card on the web. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to search for your phone number if I want to Google you. I should just see it right there. Then the next thing I'm probably going to see is your realtor.com because they're highly optimized for the search engines. I might see your Zillow profile. I might see your homes profile. I'll probably see your Facebook, your LinkedIn, sometimes Instagram, but not as much. But people are checking you out on Instagram because they want to know what kind of reach do you have. So, you know, I like to relate it to my mom all the time and say, my mom has a listing in Miami that she wanted to sell and it wasn't selling and she's not on Instagram but she asked the realtor, hey, did you put it on Instagram? I mean, <laughs> out there, give me my exposure, right? Like you want the exposure. So it's like another avenue for exposure. So we try to take them through the whole customer journey and we give them a tool where through RealGrader, they can see it in one snapshot. Hey, you have a 30 out of 100 and these are the things that are missing. Do you want to fix them or do you want to leave them broken? You know, and like we literally point out for free actually, like what their grade is and we give them four recommendations for free. And I think that's when it clicks, when they see it holistically, mm -hmm. like the whole picture, like, wow, I'm missing on the internet. And a lot of realtors that, that we work with say, I'm just like your mom, like I need help. You know, can you help me? So that's, that's really where we were able to help a lot. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, uh, I like to use the analogy of, you know, that is your billboard like that, you know, I still hand out business cards every once in a while, but it's really a joke. Like most of my business cards have a QR code on them because you're just going to snap a picture and save my contact file or I'm going to, or I'm going to airdrop you my contact info, right? It's, it's one of those simple things that we do nowadays where that business card is just pointless, but you're absolutely right. Like I know for a fact, you're going to Google me. I know for, I mean, I, I've always found it fascinating uh, I'll tell you a quick little story. It's kind of funny. I always, I always Google my own name, right? And I always try to, for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, I've always tried to control what comes out, at, you know, when you search my name, right? And that way, you know, I bought my donate, domain name, you know, I made sure all my, my names were purchased either, um, were either on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like I've made sure I controlled all those atmospheres for me. Then I took it a step further and I bought my kids domain names and I registered their Gmails and their Instagrams and their Facebooks, right? And so this is a funny little story. I went to my kid's classroom because they were having a field trip and I was going to chaperone with my kid, right? And I'm walking around the classroom and they had the laptops open and I'm, I'm walking around and I'm like, how come 
like my family pictures on the desktop of all like all these all these laptops it's either business bros logo or the or you know family and the teacher explained to me she's like because we did you know a lesson in class about the importance of having you know your your information on google so the kids all googled their names and of course these are third fourth grade kids none of their names came up except for my daughters when they googled her name everything came up so she was you know on automatic oh she's famous <laughs> but it's because i made sure to control what gets searched when we pull up their names and, and I, I, that's super vital i think what you're doing for agents is super vital because they have no clue and somebody it, it could be something as simple as john smith you know how many john smiths are out there like how do you differentiate that how do you I, I, that's a good question for you actually how do you differentiate you know when you have you know juan gonzalez <laughs> and there's like a million juan gonzalez yeah i mean we usually try to find some key differentiator that they can include in their profile either part of their branding or uh i mean sometimes it's just a matter of like the ip address and the location but but yeah i mean when you have those very common names you got to find that differentiator that that you can use as a google word yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. No. So, so uh, what do you think of that, uh, of, you know, making sure that you, you know, you take care of those things, buying your domain name. How important is that today? How about, you know, getting, ensuring that your kids uh, have their, their uh, social media names, per, you know, I can't say purchase cause it's free, but you know, registered. I mean, how important is it to, to control what you're putting out there? Yeah, I think it's super important. I mean, we tell our customers, you want to get to a point that you can show up at a listing presentation and say, go ahead and Google me because everything checks out and everything looks good. And you already know what's going to show up. You don't want to walk out of a listing presentation and go, I hope they don't Google me. That's <laughs> not, a, not the, a good look. <laughs> yeah, Everything needs to check out. Everything needs to be consistent. And ideally all your handles should be the same, meaning forward slash, you know, Alex Montalenti forward slash real grader. You know, if you're going to, as a realtor, everything should kind of be consistent. So, yeah, we, I mean, we're a hundred percent believers in it. And, and what we love about what we do is when we're done, their grade goes like from a 30 or whatever to a 95 plus, and they can literally go out there and say, go ahead and Google me. So now they have that listing presentation. Yeah. yeah, confidence is absolutely vital. I mean, it, it comes down to uh, when you talk to realtors and you have realtors that don't have a specific listing presentation or they don't have, you know, a um, oh, slip my mind, but the little packaging that you take on a listing presentation, your pre-listing package, right? All these different little things that you're taught to do as a realtor. And yet some of the things that we take for granted are like that Googling thing. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, you know, I, that's, Oh, I didn't post that. Or I didn't go on that page or that's not me. Like it's almost like a credit report, right? I mean, you, you, you should be checking your credit report once a year because you never know what kind of fraudulent stuff is going to happen in your own credit report. Well, I like the fact that real grader does that because you're essentially pulling their credit report when it comes to their social presence. Right. And then they can leverage that at the end of the day, they can use that as like a designation or like a stamp. Like I went through real grader, I have, you know, I have a 95 or I have a hundred. And then each, each profile we set up can literally be a page in their presentation. Like check my realtor.com out, check my Zillow out, check my Google business. I'm leveraging every possible free tool, by the way. I mean, all the stuff that we do are free profiles. You don't have to necessarily be Zillow premier or, you know, be paying for ads or whatever. 
We're just talking about optimizing everything that's available to every realtor out there and just making it like maxed out. So it's got a custom cover image that's consistent across the board. All your data is accurate. All your information is there. You put video in where you can put video. You know, it's like everybody should have a YouTube channel. Google yeah. owns YouTube. Like, why wouldn't you want your property video showing up on your YouTube channel instead of your video production company's YouTube channel? You know, why don't you want your marketing video showing up on your Zillow profile, which most people don't know, but you can have a video on Zillow for free. You don't have to have Premiere to do that. Ooh. Or Premiere. Yeah, Premiere. So I got, I got two questions for you. We'll start with this one. How important or how vital is it to have reviews, um, whether it's like a Yelp review, whether it's a Zillow review, Realtor.com, doesn't matter, Facebook. I mean, how vital is it to have that sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, check the box type things? I think it's super important. First of all, Zillow won't give you 100% complete on your profile unless you have five reviews. I personally don't go to restaurants that have zero reviews, so I'm not going to list with a realtor that has zero reviews, right? Mm -hmm. and I'll give you the perfect example. is like my mom had a, she's retired as a realtor, but she wanted to sell her apartment in Miami. So she asked me, who should I list with? And I gave her one realtor's name. And then she asked my brother, who lives in another state, who should I list with? He gave a name. And my mom and my dad, what did they do? They Googled both realtors. <laughs> and whichever one showed up better is the one they picked. Not everybody chooses like that, but I mean, some people are going to like literally base their whole choice on the first impression of a Google search. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, when, when I talk to realtors about prospecting and the things that you should be doing, I always say that you're, if, if you're going to look to buy a house, if you're, you're the one who's, who's out looking for a realtor, you're going to first go with the realtor, you know, if you don't know one, you're going to ask a friend, right? That's going to be the referral. And then the last place you're going to go to is the Google page, right? Is you're going to Google something, some sort of marketing event. So we're talking about, you know, that third fold of individuals that, that we're searching for. That's your determining factor. Now you're being, you know, ra rated and it's nothing to do with who you are. They've never met you before. Everything that's going to qualify you as the person who's going to get this listing or, or help this buyer is through that profile. Yeah. Like literally, like, let's say you recommended a realtor and I Google them and I see, one review and it's like a three star or a five, even if it's a five star. But then another friend of, of mine says, go use this realtor. And I Google them and I see 10 five stars. It's like, which one am I going to pick up the phone and call? Yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm going to go to that restaurant right there. Okay. All right. I got, I got another question for you. Um, so how do you, how do you differentiate or are you even helping clients with both aspects of these? I think there's a big difference between branding and marketing right now. And I think a lot of realtors get those things confused. Both are vitally important, right? But, um, but they kind of mix the two. Like it's hard to say, you know, I'm going to help you with your branding and then calculate an ROI with that. It's not as easy versus if I tell you I'm going to help you with your ad spend, for example, and we're going to create some targeted ad. Now I have metrics that I can define as, you know, this is what you spend. This is what you got back out of what you spent. How important is it for an agent to do the branding side? We can, we can easily monetize and, and, and give numbers for the ad spend side. But I think I personally think branding is very important, yet it doesn't have that metric to it. What do you, what are you hearing from, uh, from, from the tech space? Yeah, I mean, I think it's harder to measure on the branding, but if your branding is consistent and you're consistently coming out looking professional, that is going to make a difference on your, RO, on your ROT, you know, on your return on time. Um, but at the same time, you know, marketing is something that's a lot more measurable. 
So in our, in our world, as far as real grader goes, we set up your branding so it's consistent. So you may get a phone call or you may get a deal off your Google business page or, you know, I consider branding even your bio, right? Like if your bio speaks to me, I know realtors that worked with us, they got a listing because of their bio that showed up on realtor.com, for example. But then marketing wise, you know, like we offer a service now where we do it for them. Like we literally take over their Instagram and their Facebook and we post for them with consistent branding, consistent messaging, very customized, and then looking for local organic following. So we're growing their following. That we have clear ROI on. Like we have 200% growth, 2000% growth, this number of people contacted, this number of DMs, like we can measure all that. So I mean, all of it plays in. I mean, you have to do both. You have to have good branding and you have to have marketing if you wanna grow. I think they both gotta be there. Absolutely. How important do you think is, is the content that you're putting out when it comes to engagement? There's a lot of talk about using 30 relevant hashtags. There's a lot of talk about, you know, I should be commenting on other people's posts, uh, what you do with, with DMs. Like I personally, I'm a big fan of sending video DMs. It's personal. You see my face. I say your name. Like, you know, I didn't make it up. It's not some bot. Right. So, you know, I, I like the tools that are, are being, uh, that are accessible to us. I just feel like not every agent is utilizing those tools and they're looking for services like yours to help them get to that next spot. Um, what advice would you give on top of utilizing a service like yours that you're coaching them to, to do in their own social media feeds? I would say in their own social media feeds, the biggest thing I see is that people are posting sometimes like crazy and they have no following. Mm-hmm like no audience, like they've got 26 likes on their Facebook page or a hundred likes on their Facebook page where they've got 200 followers on their Instagram profile and they're posting like crazy. So it's like, you're literally screaming in the forest. Like nobody hears you. Right now. <laughs> you're wasting your time. You know, it's like you have to build the audience first and then you can start posting. So I would, I would just advise everybody out there. If you're not getting results on social media, the biggest thing that we see is you don't have an audience. Build your audience and then put out consistent, quality, valuable info, and then you will get followers. Then you will then you will get engagement. Then you will get growth. You know, it just it starts to really build momentum. But when you're sitting there just posting or hiring a company to post for you, and it's just going out to 26 people, no. what a waste. Yeah. So let right. me let me ask you the question I get all the time. Okay, how do I build an audience? Yeah. So that, that, that's where we have fun, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you, know, and I'll give away some, some valuable insight is like the most obvious audience is the audience in your phone. Like all your phone contacts is your sphere. Have you connected them to your Facebook app? Have you like friended all the people in your phone? Have you followed all the people in your phone? Have you connected on LinkedIn to all the people in your phone? Have you looked at your contact database and created three extra columns Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and literally go through it and like connect to three of them a day. That'd be a thousand connections by the end of the year. I mean, that, that, when we tell realtors that, they're like mind blown because they're like, yeah, it's that simple. I prospect every day. I make phone calls every day. I call people every day. But have you connected with them on social? Because that's actually a relationship for life versus like just when you call them or just when you text them. You know, they'll continue to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's huge and it's so missing, you know? Yeah. And then, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I love that. That, that actually makes total sense. I never even thought to do that personally. I, I love the fact that, you know, it's, that's a simple, practical, tactical thing that they can do. Like right now, like, you have downtime, you're at seven o'clock at night and you're done for your day, but you're still on your phone. Cause you don't really want to watch the commercials that are on TV or whatever. Like that's something you could be doing right then and there. Like continuing to expand that's that's you know that's after 7 p.m work that you you know you got to do something productive because you, you don't know what you're doing well there you go that's a great activity that you can do i i love i love anything that's growing sphere like i um i was talking to a 22 year old brand new real estate agent into the industry and he's like i don't have a sphere of influence well i do but they're all 22 kids that, 22 year old kids that don't have any money can't buy anything right now I'm like, well, you should be doing open houses, dude. And instead of, you know, I mean, yeah, you can get phone numbers and emails and that's kind of tough these days. People don't want to get spammed, but they'll be happy to like take a picture with you and, you know, tag them or DM them or add them on Facebook, like grow your audience every particular way you can, because then that's the constant place where you, where branding becomes important, where now all of a sudden, if you have that, that, you know, thousand, two thousand, three thousand followers on any one of those social media feeds, all of a sudden now they're seeing you on a regular basis. Now you have a target audience that you can turn around and play some ad spent and spend some real targeted dollars on the people who know, love, know, like, and trust you. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like go to, go to local events and go to local events that create Facebook groups and like join the group, comment in the group, friend the people in the group. You're going to have mutual friends eventually. And then that's just going to spiral into like hundreds of mutual friends. Like whenever I go to an event, I, I, you know, I'll go on Facebook the next day and look for all kinds of photos that all, all the people at the event are tagged in and I didn't get the opportunity to meet them, but I'll friend them. And then they'll see that I have mutual friends from that same group and they'll accept. And like, suddenly I just expanded my audience in the right way, like with the right people, local or whatever it is. I, you know, and, and that's something that I've been changing. One of those subtle things. Um, not so much friends anymore because they're not all your friends. Like I have a definition of a friend and it's not what happens on Facebook. Uh, followers a little better. Uh, yeah. But it really, I think it's, it's audience, right? Every time you tag somebody, you add somebody, you're adding them to your audience. You're become part of their audience. They become part of your audience. And now, like you said, now when you send out a message, it's not to 26 people, right? Now it's 2,600 people or 26,000 people, but you're doing it one person at a time. Totally. Yeah, dude. Hey, man. Um, how okay. did, how, I wanted to over? just add something. I, I heard you talk about like the business card aspect, right? Yeah. And like, so we were listening to our clients and our clients were saying, you know, I hand out business cards, I hand out business cards, I don't get people's numbers. How do I give them all the stuff that you guys are doing, all the social links? So we literally built something called an Instacard and we include it now with our clients. It's a digital business card and they text message it to anybody and it's got all their social connections built into it. It's got all their reviews built into it and it's got all their review links. So now they can literally be at the closing table and be like, I'm going to text you right now my direct link to Zillow, Realtor, Facebook, whatever, LinkedIn. Um, but you're getting the other person's contact and all your social connections are there. So you develop those connections right there on the spot. So like I, that's the piece like business cards to me. It's like, you know, we all the DEXs, now we have cell phones. I mean, that's, you need a new way to store the data. And we have a button now that says add to contacts and everything gets saved in the phone. So it's like, I think, you know, what I've learned, honestly, in 16 years being in real estate technology is as long as I'm listening to my clients and what their needs are, 
I can like create something technologically that'll make their life easier. Right? Like they want, like people want an easy way to get reviews. Well, let's make it easy for them. People want an easy way to exchange info. Let's make it easy for them. People want an easy way to show up online and look amazing. Let's make it easy for them. Right? And so like, what are they struggling with? Well, I mean, we noticed this is what they're struggling with. So that's just listening, man. You know, yeah, you sound like a successful entrepreneur who's a problem, problem hunter, right? <laughs> Cause that's really what you're after, right? Anytime you sit down and talk with anybody. So that's why, honestly, I've loved the podcast that we have so far. I mean, every person that we sit in front of, I learn something from something as simple as dude, you should be connecting with every single person on your cell phone list. Like, duh, right? I mean, <laughs> that's a, but again, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't put it in action because it, it, didn't, it didn't register as something that I should be doing on a regular basis. So, you know, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing, uh, you know, all that information, everything that you've, spoke, that you've talked about today, I think is like needed in our industry. People are asking for it. And oftentimes the other thing I've noticed, and you, you, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't know that they need it at times. They talk about it in separate little pieces, but they don't know that they need the solution. That's so true. All right. I mean, honestly, when, until we get in front of a group and we do our presentation or they, they watch our webinar, like they don't really get the whole picture. They're just like, yeah, my Zillow is whatever. My realtor is whatever. I don't use realtor that much, whatever. You know, then I'm like, but look at when I Google you. This is like what shows up. Like, is that a good look? Like, do you want to have a blank realtor.com? Do you want to have a, like a missing bio on your Zillow? Do you want to not have a Google business page? Like, why do you want to miss those things when they're, they're available to you? you so know? simple to take care of and they go such a long way. All right, dude, real quick. Um, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you, if they want to find out more information about RealGrader? So realgrader.com, they can go and get their free grade. So we, they can actually just fill out a little form put in their info and they'll get their free grade. And then uh, on Instagram, Instagram forward slash Alex Perfect. All right, my brother again, dude, thank you for uh, taking the time. I know it's later in the day over there for you and uh, you're going to keep traveling, right? Oh yeah. I'm all over the place every day, different office. <laughs> so that's what it's about. Safe travels, dude. I mean, I know the East coast is a little scary right now. Uh, with, the, with the weather so safe travels be safe and uh, thanks again for being on the show thanks for having me alright ladies and gentlemen that's all we got for you guys today peace and I'm thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.